creative babble. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everyone. It's me, Javier. I am obviously not in my typical recording space. I'm actually out in the field recording season four of Criminal Conduct with my friend, my friend and co-host, John Taylor. Um, but we, we stopped, you know, our investigation of season four of Criminal Conduct to listen in on the arraignment of Tanya and Rick Fernandez, which happened Friday, February 10th. Now, I'm going to let you listen to part of this arraignment. And arraignments, you know, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the process, they get a bunch of people awaiting trial and and they have to plead guilty or not guilty. And if you watch the video, which I'll post some clips on social media, you'll notice that most of the people waiting for arraignment are dressed in orange because they're inmates until, you know, they get their trial. Tanya and Rick have not been incarcerated. They've been um, able to live at home, and they were actually able to dial in through uh, Microsoft Teams meetings. So it's like basically they were Zooming into court. I'm, I'm not quite sure why they chose that route versus appearing in person, but that actually allowed us to, to watch the entire proceeding. So I was able to log in remotely and watch the proceeding happening in Phoenix, um, Maricopa County in Arizona. And, um, I'm going to play you some of that. You know, I was really curious. I was like, will Tanya and Rick plead guilty or not guilty? And, you know, they pled guilty. They actually lawyered up. Number six is state versus Ricky Fernandez. CR 2023 dash 001. your appearance, please. Yes, good morning, Your Honor. Tim Hinsey, on behalf of attorney Robert Casey for Ricky Fernandez. We'll waive a formal reading. He's been advised of his rights under a not guilty plea. And Mr. Casey is privately retained, Your Honor. Thank you. Mr. Fernandez, would you please state your name and your date of birth? Yes. Ricky Lupe Fernandez, May 13th, 19th. Thank you. Court has reviewed the indictment and the nature of the charges. The court has considered the fact that the defendant has retained counsel. The alleged offenses occurred between July of 2017 and August of 2022. Court is inclined to release the defendant to the supervision of pretrial services. Do not access the internet through any electronic means. Counsel of the state does they wish to be heard. Counsel for the defendant. Yes, Your Honor. Mr. Fernandez has no criminal history. Um, he is an Arizona native, owns a home in Arizona. He's a caretaker for his adult children that have special needs. Um, with no prior criminal history whatsoever. He doesn't have any failures to appear. He has retained private counsel. He's taking the matters very seriously. Um, he has uh, parents, extended family in Arizona. Uh, he's uh, retired, um, but also a caregiver at this point for his children. He did 30 years uh, with the U.S. Postal Service. We're asking that he be released on his own request. 
offense, um, given his lack of a criminal history, um, his uh, th there's no uh, allegation of danger uh, to the community. These are not violent offenses um, that he is uh, currently charged with. For those reasons, we're asking for OR release, Your Honor. All right, counsel, is there any need for him to access the internet? Your Honor, if I could have one moment. All right. Um, Your Honor, he does have uh, a business that he runs that he will need access to the internet for, um, in addition to that, uh, scheduling for appointments and things like that for his special needs children, uh, which a lot of that happens uh, via computers, Your Honor. So we would ask that he do does have uh, computer access. All right, and counsel, regarding that business, what's the nature of the business? Um, it is a photography business, Your Honor. All right. Other release orders are that you not initiate contact with any arresting or investigating officers. Do not return to the scene of the alleged offense. Do not have any uh, contact with any alleged witnesses to the offense. Do not have any contact with the alleged victim, either um, initiating contact or having any physical contact with the victim. Counsel, the defendant, is there any a need for the defendant to have any contact with Tanya Fernandez? Yes, Your Honor, that is his wife. They do live together. I would also ask, I, I'm not sure if, uh, as far as the scene of the alleged offense, um, I know that uh, they they do live um, in a home uh, together, and, and so I would ask that they be allowed to return to their home, obviously. Um, but yes, yeah, he will need contact with his wife. Um, they both uh, are caregivers for their children. All right. I've removed the restriction on returning to the scene of the offense. Regarding contact with the co-defendant, I've ordered that you may have contact with the alleged co-defendant, but you will not discuss the case or the facts of the case. Regarding access to the internet, I will allow access for purposes of your business, for any financial needs or appointments, and to contact counsel and the court. Do you have any questions regarding those restrictions? No. Anything in addition this morning? No, Your Honor. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. For seven, State versus Tanya Fernandez, CR 2023-00-6123-002. Counsel the defendant, your appearance, please. Good morning, Your Honor. On behalf of Tanya Marie Fernandez, who is appearing with me via Teams, we waive a formal reading, Your Honor. We ask the court to enter not guilty pleas to all the charges and um, I am privately retained. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Fernandez, you. would you please state your name and your date of birth? Yes, it's Tanya Marie Fernandez, August 3rd, 1960. Thank you. The defendant was issued a summons in this case and it was served on the defendant on January 19th. The court finds that service is complete. The defendant has retained counsel. For the same reasons outlined by Mr. Hinsey, we're asking the court for OR release and um, that Ms. Fernandez be allowed to access the internet um, for purposes of um, her caregiving duties um, and um, managing um, her finances. All right, counsel for the state, any objection to that request? Objection, Your Honors. In reviewing the case, so I would ask that she not access social media. All right, counsel, is there any need for the defendant to have access to social media accounts? No, Your Honor. All right. And the court will enter the following orders. The court does find that you are bailable as a matter of right. You will be released on your own recognizance, which is on your promise to appear for future hearings. 
Remember, if you fail to appear for any future hearings without a good reason, the court could issue a warrant for your arrest and a bond will be set at that point. Other orders are that you not initiate contact with any arresting or investigating officers, do not initiate contact with any alleged witnesses to the offense. Court order that you may have contact with the alleged co-defendant, but you will not discuss the case or the facts of the case with the co-defendant. Are prohibited from accessing the internet except for any caregiving needs, any financial needs or appointments or contact with counsel and the court. And we'll order that you have no access to social media. Anything in addition today? No, Your Honor, thank you. All right, thank you, Ms. Fernandez, for calling in today. Picture this, a foggy evening, the whisper of secrets in the air, and an invitation to step back into the glamorous and mysterious 1920s. That's the backdrop of June's Journey, the game that's been keeping me glued to my phone lately. Instead of doom scrolling on social media, I am actually playing the part of June Parker, a daring detective with a personal mission to solve her sister's murder. And let me tell you, it is a roller coaster of emotions and puzzles. What's to love? Well, first of all, the thrill of hunting for hidden objects. I'm a sucker for these kinds of games. It's kind of like those books that we grew up with, but with a storyline that keeps thickening. Plus, the game takes place in New York to Paris, uncovering clues of scandalous family secrets that make you feel like a real detective. If you're ready for a dose of mystery, romance, and the glamour of the 1920s, June's Journey is waiting for you. Download it for free on iOS and Android, and let's see who cracks the case first. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The big takeaway here is that the judge said that Tanya is not allowed to be on social media. The state wanted... um, her not to be able to use a computer, but the judge allowed her to use a computer so that she can conduct, you know, uh, family care, doctor's appointments, pay the bills, you know, important stuff. Rick Fernandez asked, was asked not to uh, be online, but he got an exception because he has a photography business, which I don't know if you want to call it a photography business, but whatever. Funny enough, the day of the arraignment, Rick gets on Facebook and posts pictures online. I mean, anyway, but um, so that's interesting, right? But actually, this story gets crazier and crazier. Every time I, I, it reaches new levels of crazy that I never even anticipated. So that was the day of the arraignment, Friday, but let's back up the night before. The night before their arraignment, Um, A user with the screen name of Dancing with the Stars Fan for Life 1 starts badgering and harassing my listeners on Instagram. My handle is at pretendpod if you want to watch the train wreck as it happens. Still, Still going on. She's responding and she's claiming to be Chelsea, the, well, who we're calling Chelsea, the patient of Dr. Gresman. And she is going toe-to-toe with my listeners. Um, she, the, one of her first messages um, or responses, she said, I'm the patient, and she's going to win this stupid case. 
That should never have been taken to court if the law system wasn't so one-sided. Guys, this is the night before her parents are getting uh, going to court to get uh, to plead not guilty. Hmm. That's crazy for six felonies, by the way. So let me read you some more. A listener said, girl, your whole family should stay offline for a bit, which is good advice. Uh, and then the Chelsea or this Dancing with the Stars account says, and you should mind your own business. Ha ha ha. I've never been able to talk directly to Chelsea. Um, I just made a lot of assumptions that, you know, she's intellectually disabled. She's kind of quiet. You know, she's she's probably a very sweet girl. But this person, whoever is sending these messages is being ultra aggressive and the the language being used is very familiar so it reminds me and i've read thousands of these messages from the stalker it reminds me of the way the stalker talks the same anger the same aggression and uh, it's not looking pretty i mean this whole time you know like on in, in episode 12 i kind of was narrowing it down to the kids but my money was i mean if i had, had to pick somebody i thought well um, it sounds male it must be james but now i'm really reconsidering this whole thing um let me read you some more messages so another listener said i think some of tanya's profiles entered the comments on here so after um dozens of harassing messages from from this profile i i said hey message me if you want to talk i'm available and the dancing with the stars account says there's nothing to talk about other than your misinformation in your podcast she then says i'm her daughter you you dumb tard shouldn't you stay off social media and be in school so i messaged chelsea i said uh i'm available to talk whenever you want I said, hey, Chelsea, if you ever want to talk to someone who's been through what you've been through, um, I have a friend that, that's willing to talk to you. And she goes, what exactly have I been through? And I said, so tell me, do you think you could live independent, independently without a guardianship? And she says, I can't and I wouldn't want to. And I say, why is that? And she goes, the world is wicked and I wouldn't want to be and I wouldn't be able to thrive in it at all. And I said, have you ever thought about it? And she says, no, because I'm perfectly happy at home. Do your parents know that you've been commenting on Instagram? She says, I'm 27 and I can make my own decisions when it comes to what I want to comment on. I don't appreciate you calling me a prisoner. And I said, I was talking about the guardianship. You seem very smart, like someone who could thrive. Your mom made you sound very immature. She said, how so? I can say for myself, I don't act like a 27 year old. And I said, how old do you act? And she says, like a 12 to 13 year old. And how are your parents feeling? Feeling about what exactly, she says. Everything, I said. I don't really want to discuss how they're feeling. All I'm gonna say is that they feel betrayed. And I say, how do you feel? And she says, stressed for them. Then I said, can you tell me about that boy that you met online? What boy? Well, let me uh, interrupt here for a second and tell you about a boy that she met years ago and she snuck out of the house. Back in, I think, February. Yeah. Where she had snuck out at night, I think it was. That was last that year. Yeah. Was she, that last year? Yeah, she did. She And she regretted it. She oh, yeah, was... 2019. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the years are going by quick. Yeah. So, um, and that 
that guy, Anthony Gray, or 28, or something like that. And I think our detective looked into it. And I think there was even a Dancing with the Stars connection to that profile. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd have to double-check the report. But I think when our... Because our uh, police assistants do all our threats reports when they're minor right. threats. And when she did a check to the Anthony Gray uh, 28, it linked back to uh, hashtag Dancing with the Stars um, report. Or, I'm sorry, on the Internet. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a weird connection right there. I don't I don't know what's going on. I honestly, if I if I had the, the magic... You know, if I had all the answers, I would share. I just don't know what's going on. I'll play you uh, a clip of what Tanya told me when I asked her about this. Oh, that was, oh my gosh. I don't even remember what year that happened, but I want to say it was probably 2017. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, all I know is that the kid met this guy who claimed to be a JW and her being a young girl, you know, I think she might have been 18 or 19 at the time. I don't remember. Um, he was showing interest in her. And so he conned her into meeting him at a park that's like five houses down from our old house. So she snuck out of the house in the middle of the night, like midnight, and went down there and then, you know, figured it out pretty quickly that he wanted more than he claimed. He just wanted to meet his friends. And then she gets down there and he wants to, you know, do more than that and she's like no I'm not doing that and she said I have to go home and she took off running and went home she's like mom I think you need to know something I met some dude at a, the park and it wasn't a safe thing and I think you need to know about it and I freaked out I'm like oh my god so then I talked to she was crying she was like it scared me and you know I didn't realize that I was in danger, and um, I said, never, ever, ever, ever do that again. And she told me what his name was, which I don't remember. It's been forever ago. This is this predates all of this stuff, so I, I don't remember. So now back to the direct message with Chelsea. She said, it happened a while back ago, and we don't chat anymore. And I said, why did you leave? Because I wanted to. There was no reason why. So have you thought about leaving? No, I haven't. Then I, it got late and I stopped messaging with Chelsea. And that's when it got even stranger. And this part, hold on to your seats because I did not even see it coming. Apparently, there is a whole thread on Reddit about the stalker and, and this case you know, that I'm working on. And people are trying to figure things out. And once I publicly released the names of Tanya and Rick Fernandez, the internet sleuths went to work, okay? And they found every single person in that family. They found Tanya's Facebook page. And all at once, I got messages from my from these people on Reddit saying that Tanya had posted something on Facebook. And so I went on Facebook and I checked to confirm, and this blew my mind. Tanya says, surprise, our newest addition, but it is a, a newborn baby. She's holding, or at least we think it's her, she's holding a brand new baby, and she ends the message, the post, by saying, call us crazy. Eesh. 
And when you read the comments of her followers, which I'm assuming are her friends, her families, the people from her Jehovah's Witness kingdom hall, they're all surprised and confused. This baby came out of nowhere, okay? So Tanya's in her mid-50s. I doubt that she was pregnant this whole time and just happened to have a baby the night before her court appearance. So whose baby is this? If it were an adoption, well, the adoption process lasts a long time. And I've been talking to Tanya for years on a friendly level, and so has Heather. And neither one of us had any clue that she was going undergoing adop- the adoption process. Okay, so who is this baby that she announces to the world on social media the night before her arraignment? What's interesting about this is that I feel like it's a trap because Tanya had like dozens and dozens of public posts. And then all of a sudden on Friday night, the night before the arraignment, she takes down all her public posts and only leaves up this post about the newborn baby. It's like she wanted us to see it. Now I have some theories. What if this newborn baby is her oldest daughter's? Maybe she was pregnant this whole time and she just happened to give birth and the timing of this is just weird. Um, I don't honestly know where this new baby came from, but it it took this story to a whole new level of crazy. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before, on the podcast, but I I think it's worth repeating that one of the listeners pointed out and asked me, hey, Javier, how was the Fernandez family able to adopt their nine-year-old son with a sex offender living in the house? That's a very good question. So I went back to my timeline and I was able to figure out that um, their son, Will, was, was convicted of being a sex offender and a level two sex offender, which is a pretty serious offense. And then a year later, that's when they adopted their youngest son. That is a very good question. How were they able to adopt a kid? How were they able to live across the street from a school? I don't know the answers to these questions, but how are they able to adopt a brand new baby this week with everything that's going on? Very bizarre. Anyway, I think I'll end it here because it's been a wild, wild weekend. The story keeps getting stranger and stranger, and and I I keep trying to wrap it up, but I I don't think it's going to happen. So uh, stay tuned here on Patreon and Apple Podcasts where I definitely um, give the latest and greatest information first. And follow me on social media, definitely on Instagram if you want to watch fireworks. My handle is at pretend pod. All right, take care. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is the top social casino where the action and real prizes never stop. With all of the hottest games right from Vegas and winnings that go straight to your bank account, get ready for fun spins and big wins. Enjoy free daily rewards and come back to get free coins every four hours. Not just once a day like the others. Visit h5c.fun, that's h, the number 5, c.fun, and have your high five moment today. High five casino. High five casino is a social casino only. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. Visit website for details. Creative Babble.